Y'all, and welcome to the most ruthless to this podcast, this side of the Mississippi, the deepest room. Yeah, this is rodeo number 41 for this old bag of saddles, you know? Here we are down in the south with the peeps room. We brought it on down with the cattle. Gonna go rootin' tootin' scootin' all the way down. <laughs> yeah! This is gonna be a six-shooter of an episode for y'all. Uh, you got you got me, Stucky e. Cheese, the most dangerous outlaw in the whole West. They call me Chucky e. Cheese, cause I got so many uh, bullet holes in me, but I still keep running and they never I never get shot and killed. Cause I'm Chucky e. Swiss Cheese. Yeah, And I'm the town drunk, Chris the Piss, always pissing himself right in the dirt outside the saloon. Chris the Piss gets so drunk, he pisses other people's pants. <laughs> he's the, he's the, my great, 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 great granddaddy, and he founded the word Papis. Piss. 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 Well, unfortunately, there's no Joe the Popo Schmomo. He's on uh, airplane, whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. Some fancy metal bird with wings, I'm assuming. That's what they damn tell me. Some dumb bird you sit on and eat your boiled peanuts. And your waffles that is like crackers. Cracker waffles. That's what they call all waffles in the South when the whites eat them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get on. Let's get up on this horse and giddy at into the specials. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> There you go. Well, if you're listening to this right now, you just about realized you found yourself on episode 41, the Western episode of The Peepus Room. And we are sure glad y'all could join us today. Enough fun, you know, as, as much as we like having fun, as much as we like shooting apples in a barrel. We got some real doggone business to take care of this week, don't you think, Chris? Oh, yes, we do. We we did our homework, and we dissected a film. By the, the talkie night. pictures talkie is what they pictures. call them back in our time. The talkie talkies, be, we be watching them, and this one was about my best friend... Uh, I forget. Three ten to Yuma. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Russell Crowe's Jack. Jack. Forget his name. Let me. Uh, uh, Dwayne. Dave. Dave. Ben. D- ben Dwayne. Ben. Yeah, ben he's. Dwayne? He's Ben my, Dwayne. He's my buddy. 
He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy, but I knew him from from the schoolhouse. In Dodge City? Ben Ben Wade. Ben Wade. Oh, I was forgetting his name. Uh, so we walked 310 to Yuma and I had some thoughts. Christopher, would you mind if I just started out with a couple of my thoughts from the beginning of the movie? Please do. Uh, first of all, the kid at the very, very beginning was breathing so dang gun loud, it sounded like he was doing nose drugs. Uh, later on, we found out that he has tuberculosis, which is not a joke, uh, which explains his breathing really loud, but it was noticeable at the beginning, and I think that was an artistic choice. Uh, the second part is the dumbass kid going into the barn in the fire. Kids never listen to their parents, and he almost died because kids are dumb. Now, Chris, how dumb do you think kids are today? Probably about as dumb as they've ever been. They just got access to the internet so we can see them being dumb all the time. He was dumb back then, too, because who runs into a burning building four times? Just fools. Just fools. Fools who don't have Jesus. They deserve a right Canaan right in their tuckus. The bad guy loved to quote the Bible. That was that was a pretty predictable trope, in my opinion. Yes, he quoted the Bible, but he didn't want to say grace in, in Dan's, Dan Evans's home. I always take my hat off when Grace comes on when it's time to say Grace. Well, of course you have to. It's just polite. It's It's just just manners. Do you have any thoughts on the beginning of that film? Well, I was pretty sad for them when the barn burned down. And the guy who was the crazy cowboy who was working for, like, the businessman in town or something, he was a douchebag. Uh, he died, though. He died I, He died in a pretty bad way. That was pretty brutal. That was a pretty bad way, yeah. You know, yeah. when... Forked to the neck. Yeah, forks to the neck. Uh, spoilers if you haven't seen 310 to Yuma, but it's been out for about a, a prairie dog's lifespan, so I think we're all okay there. Yeah, uh, we're going to spoil the shit out of this one. We're going to talk about it all up and down. You uh, know what really got me? What? That Russell Crowe fella, fighting around the well, he had a stupid cowboy hat. Me, now you look at my hat here, it's 10 whole gallons, okay? And that's a respectable 10 gallons. But there are even some other ones that didn't look like the traditional stereotypical cowboy hat from the Old West. That looked fine. That one yeah. guy, Charlie, he had a pretty cool hat. And it was a flat brim all the way around. Yeah. Russell Crowe's hat was stupid. He looked like a... a, a 1974 accountant. Right, it looks like a bowler hat almost. Like, like I saw, first time Russell Crowe came on the screen, he was like on his horse with the hat, and I was like, "Is this really the villain? Is this the bad guy?" I didn't think. I thought there was about to be a bait and switch because I was like, "He don't look scary at all." But then you saw he's pretty scary. 
But was he? His acting was pretty scary, I'd say. He was he killed a lot of people. He indeed that's life in the West. That's life um, in the West. Low key, just twenty-two robberies. He just knows every time that thing comes through, he's just gonna be able to steal it. Even if they that got a seemed full, very easy. They got a full caravan of guns in there and people in their armored little thing and shooting out, they couldn't they couldn't defend the, the thousands of dollars. They were not using that Gatlin gun right, in my opinion. No, they could have killed everybody, I feel like, but they just Yeah, wouldn't. yeah. He was pointing at that one guy up in the rocks all the time. It's like, have someone else shoot that guy. What a fool. What a damn fool. Well, he died. Yeah. Also, them cops were stupid. They just left town. It was was Ben Wade telling them to leave town. Oh, yeah. And they just left town. They pulled a nice little trick on them and were like, Ben Wade, did a robbery out out there go check on them just so they could get a drink at the at the saloon yeah that was tough that was a tough one uh and then the last note that i wrote down the rest i've got locked in a steel wagon up here uh the doctor puts an apron on when he puts the the old pinkerton man on the table but I think that was mostly just to keep the blood off the doctor versus keeping the doctor sterile for working on the patient. And I think that is something that has advanced in modern medicine. Yeah, they did not have any precautions back then. Back in the time of the rhymes, that's the only way they could speak, get people noticing them. Indeedy dandy. Toughest candy. Well, what else would we like to say about this film? The the talking picture. Uh, ben Foster as Charlie Prince was best best performer in my opinion. Yeah, he's the real villain of the movie. He was. I'd scared. say Ben Wade's more of an anti-hero. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't really know what that means. Right, right. I mean, you're acting like you should read books or something. <laughs> Can't even read nothing. Did you know that the the movie, this 310 to Yeever, was nominated for two Oscars? Who's Oscar? Act, the Academy Award. Oh, damn Yankees. Oh, we did get a good look inside. Uh, Dan was a Union soldier, and uh, everyone else was Confederates. Well, they had to Fuck uh, make us like him more, so they would just be like... They really made a meal of that uh, scene. He was like, what side did you fight for? And he goes, Union. And I was like, yeah, of course you did. We're Southerners. But we're Chicago-owned. Welcome aboard. Yep. Okay. Shout out Chicago. Just like us. And the Union. And the Union. We're just like the Union. Did you know? Did you know that? I was reading about the Civil War today. And did you know that Illinois put the 
fourth most soldiers for the Union into the Civil War. 290,000 over four years. That was one out of every 13 people in Illinois at the time. Illinois was there for their, their country. Indeed we were. There was a strong uh, population in the very southern tip of Illinois that was culturally more aligned with Kentucky. And they were thinking about trying to secede. And there was a senator down there that everyone thought was trying to organize a secession of the southern tip of Illinois. But in later years, it was actually found out that he was trying to squash anti-union sentiment because he believed in the union of the country. You know, you don't really think about Kentucky and Illinois kissing down on the bottom there. It doesn't seem like it, like it doesn't seem natural, you know, kissing down, down on the toes there. Cairo, Illinois became a very popular uh, forward base for the Union in the southern tip of Illinois. (laughs) For the entirety of the war. Wow, you got a steel trap, steel carriage of a mind there, remembering all these. Look, the fuck, man, wait, doesn't get by with it, I'm stealing my Don't you think that made way got better for getting me to get out of there, better shoot down? Come on down. It's a shoot on at the OK Corral. The only corral I've ever seen is Golden Corral, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now let's talk about something serious about 310 to you but is uh, the glorification the firearm in the American West and how that has impacted uh, the television and move talkie movie industry <laughs> what are your opinions on that Chuck E. Cheese I do not know you don't want to talk about the glorification of the firearm in the American West? Well, I don't know how realistic it was. I'd like to know. Right, were people just being like, <laughs> actually, or was it just sort of like, hey, people were just trying to live? Yeah, I mean, you, you, there are real outlaws that lived out there. One that comes to mind immediately for this podcast is Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid and our dear friend who who has our strange... He's estranged. He's estranged and will not call us. Your phone is... Your, your phone is ringing. Pick him up. Who's right. calling you? Alright, Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ. I'll see ya. Hello? Who, who's this? All right, what are you sick cunts talking about over here today? Don't we bring said it up Billy the Kid, not Billy Kidman, you arrogant prick. I've got a fucking notification on my phone that any time you guys bring up my fucking name, it starts calling me. I don't know how you've somehow programmed my telephone to get a call from you every time you speak my name 
but it's fucking annoying and I just wanted to come in here and tell you to shut the fuck up. Fuck you, Billy the Kidman. I'm sorry that all of Australia is like the Old West because all you guys got a fan everywhere, especially between your ears. All right, Billy the Kidman. You need to, You, I think you need to go. You I don't need to skedaddle on out of here. I think we, we didn't mean, we'll turn that off of your phone somehow. I don't know. We'll talk to the peeps from IT department. We wasn't even talking about you, you narcissist. All right, huh? shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I'll get out of here. No, fuck you. But I just wanted to tell you that the Wild West in Australia is much better. Then the American West, uh, it's just cooler. Anyways, uh, bye. That self-centered fuck. He he called us because he thought we was talking about him. What a prick. He must have been down at that Aussie saloon. Too many, uh... Too many Foster's Bears. All we've got in the old left is whiskey and brandy. How do you think that whiskey tastes just like straight grain? Straight Probably grain the same as it does today. You think? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, they drank a little bit of whiskey in that show, but not a whole lot. They did not glorify drinking, I'll tell you that. No, they glorified killing. Just killing. I did like when they threw the dynamite into the air, and then they shot it with the shotgun, and it exploded. Didn't seem like anyone was hurt in the explosion, but it, it was a cool move to help get away. Or when they shot the dynamite on the horse. And the horse exploded. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the explosions. I will tell you that. It was crazy. So that opening robbery, there was a bunch. Like, you saw maybe like 10 guys get shot or something. And four. the dynamite blew up. Well, that's the thing. He said well, four, four outlaws. Four, he said, we lost four comrades today. But in that scene, you saw way more people die than that. Or maybe they just lived. I don't know. Well, we also did lose two, uh, two guys on the Gatling gun, and then the driver, and then one guy was outside and came inside, and then I think the only guy left was the Pinkerton. He got shot, and he lived for a while. Oh, and he got fucking died from thrown off a cliff. What the fuck was that? Yeah. You can't trust an outlaw. But you can at the end of the movie. He'll get on that train to that 310 to Yuma. He'll get on that train and keep his promise. And then he was like, I've escaped from Yuma twice already. Yeah. And it kind of felt meaningless. It was not meaningless to the son because he didn't know. Right. It was all for the son. That was the moral of the story is like. Basically, the moral of the entire movie is like, I hope my son thinks I'm cool. I hope and my the son was a piece of shit. He didn't listen to anything his pa told him. Not once. Not twice, not three times. Chris, we've been in character so long, I feel like I'm in that one episode of South Park. 
where they go to visit the 1864 Frontier Village. Oh, yeah. And then there's a Hans Gruber type that they robbed a Burger King, and they're trying to hold on to their $364 and a bunch of burgers. And they want the code to the door. And he's like, we don't have keypads. And Stan has to go out and be like, what's if you had some fancy smancy lock that was unlocked by numbers? If there was a code for that, what do you think that would be? Yes. Good episode. What's your other favorite Western media? Well, this might be a little blasphemous for young young cowboy to be talking but I don't quite love the the medium of the western I haven't read too much I haven't seen too much maybe like All the Pretty Horses by Cormac McCarthy was pretty good or like uh, I don't know I haven't seen too many well I liked uh, Tombstone I see. I haven't seen it. I recommend it next time we do a Western theme. Uh, I also like... uh, Who's that one with Jeff Bridges? Oh, True Grit. True Grit. I like that one and the original. All right. I haven't seen the original, but I saw that the Jeff Bridges one. That was pretty good. I liked it. I think I saw that in theaters on Christmas Day with my family. They also made three movies, The Ridiculous Six, The Magnificent Seven, and The Hateful Eight, all at the same time, pretty much. I watched them all. They were enjoyable. Oh, really? They're good films. All the sequels? Well, I don't think they were related. Yeah, of course. It's The Ridiculous Six is the first one. And that's the silly one. And then you got the second one is the Magnificent Seven. That's the drama. Right? And then the Hateful Eight's the 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 horror film. They're just like stuck in this room and they're just shooting each other and all that, you know. Uh, it's a pretty good trilogy, I'd say. I think they're all good movies. They're all very different, but very fun trilogy. Uh, good work on the Westerns. I liked Adam Sandler in that one. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in one of them. The make the the ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous six. Yeehaw! What about uh, the episode of Community, the television show where they do uh, old western paintball? I do surely enjoy. I surely do enjoy that one. Oh, that one is just a peach in a in a pristine a jar and a pristine pie. That's just a peach and a pie with a little cream on top, please. I love it. I love that episode. It's two-parter, right? Or I believe it... so. All right. The yeah. second part goes into Star Wars. You're right, you're right, you're right. They change up the, the, that genre. Because the ice cream lady comes with with paints, with stormtroopers. Yeah, she's like the Darth Vader. Darth Vader, more like see you later, am I right? Hey, that's how you know it's real. You can rhyme it, yeah, you can yeah. you can find it. That's what they tell you in, in the schoolhouse. That's your first lesson. You can rhyme it, you can find it. Well You like any country music? Of course, I love 
all the country music, like uh, Billy Whistles and uh, Jiminy Heart Straps, and of course, Crambapulous, Come On A Man. And Billy Ray Cyrus. And Billy Ray Cyrus, of course. How could we forget our king? Well, I want my mullet back. Ain't that the truth? He is the truth. He is the savior. He is the light. He is the light. Well, what else do we got to say about westerns? I tried to do the bullet counting thing, because you know how sometimes in movies they don't show people reload, but they have a bunch of different shots on a six-shooter? They seem pretty accurate there. I don't know. I feel like there's a few times they were shooting the double-barrel shotgun just willy-nilly. There was one time that I think I thought I heard two blasts, but I think one blast was from, or three blasts, but I think one, the second blast was from a different gun. You could be right. I wasn't paying attention too keenly. Jesus Christ. Well, I will tell you, being a cowboy is tiring. I I am exhausted. Couple questions for you before we get out of here. All right. Let's hear it. Do you think you'd be better at uh, shooting a six-shooter, knocking cans off a fence, or riding a horse? Probably knocking cans off a fence. Okay. I don't don't much like horses, and I don't much like guns, so I would just knock the cans off the fence. With the gun? By shooting them? Oh. Oh, it was a two-option question? Yeah, just two albums. Oh, I thought it was shooting a gun, knocking hands out the fence, riding a horse. Well, then I would probably say riding a horse. I'm not much one for firearms, although I have tried them, but I don't What know. about riding a horse versus shooting whiskey? Shooting whiskey? Of course, I'm Chris the Piss, Tangerine. <laughs> All right. What about shooting whiskey or or fighting in a in a saloon with an old timer piano player going in the background with all your buddies? Why not both? Yeah. Yeah. Baby, we're going. Giddy up, giddy up. Oh. Where the deers and the will play You're never old When you're singing at home Skies are not cloudy all day Well, I forgot Home, 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 right Where the deer yeah, you got the good cowboy voice for it. Someone's in the kitchen with... Someone's in the kitchen with... No, someone's in the kitchen with... Strumming on the old banjo. Oh, my favorite... One of my favorites, in all seriousness, one of my favorite TV characters of all time is Colin Bohannon from the AMC hit. Hell on Wheels. All it's right. a fantastic show. If anyone's looking for any Western type of uh, uh, t- television, I would highly 
recommend. All right. To the peepers out there, got a recommendation for a Western. I'd say my recommendation is uh, SpongeBob SquarePants because I like Sandy Cheeks. She's my favorite cowboy. So any Sandy Cheeks episodes, that's my Western. Yeehaw. Oh man, I'll tell you what, Chucky. I think the singing was a good, a fun little touch, but I don't know if our our old timey radio speakers can handle the recording of that. It might it might not be coming through. Fee fiddly I oh fee fiddly I oh 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 fee fi I oh Drumming on the old banjo. The the rail the the expansion of the railroad is tied to the development of the Western United States. <laughs> is that something cowboys would just be going around saying? They saw the change of coming. It's rolling round the bend, and they ain't seen the sunshine. Stuck in Folsom prison. Life keeps moving. Oh man. Oh, you got anything else to say to these peeping motherfuckers before we let him go, Christopher? Chris the piss and this Chucky the, Swiss cheese. This is the longest episode I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how long I would survive with my ancestors in the wild, wild west. And by life expectancy, this took up a much higher percentage of our lives than a normal episode takes up of Charlie and Chris's lives. Exactly. Like 20-minute 20, 20 episode, 30-minute episodes, like a, it's like a whole day. In cowboy times, you, we, we got a couple years left. Well, folks, my final thought is that I just hope me and all my cattle can make it to the ranch and we're, we're going to. My final thought is I hope uh, the crops get their due rain this coming summer and that we have nice harvest for all the cows to be chomping on and the feed for the chickens and you can feed the foxes if you want. And you can also feed your your doggies the scraps from the table because it'll be bountiful harvest because it's going to rain nice and good for everybody down south and out west out this summer days. Here we go, baby. Yeehaw, gippity, gippity, yay, yay. Yeehaw, motherfucking people. Get the fuck out. All right, now, let's get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. If you were able to make it to the end of this episode of The Peepus Room, please DM us on Instagram and we will send you a fun little gift.